Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang. I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story, which is titled, I found out my fiance cheated two weeks before our wedding. I learned this while at our friend's destination wedding where I can't leave and have to play it cool. Throw away because this is insane. This post is not a creative writing exercise and I wish it was. I am mostly writing to try and get some relief since I have no one to tell and I feel like my body is turning inside out. After months of browsing the sub, reading the horror stories and thinking that could never happen to me, I have some content to contribute. Boy do I. My 25 female, fiancé 28 female and I were getting married in two weeks. We've been together for over six years and lived together most of that time, known each other for eight years. Relevant, I am a lesbian and she is bisexual. We built a wonderful life together and I was excited to take the next step. I truly thought I knew this person. I'm typing this from the hotel of our good friend's destination wedding. They got married yesterday. Today and tomorrow were supposed to be for fun and celebration in the local area. They have not been so for me. After the ceremony yesterday, my fiance got rather intoxicated. She fell asleep like a rock after I helped her wash up and get dressed. She was out. So I took the opportunity to do something I now regret, but at the same time was probably the best decision I ever made. I snooped through her phone. I wish I had a better reason for why I did it, some big Sherlock level hunch, but I don't. I did it because we're getting married soon and I wanted to see what she was saying to her friends about me and the wedding. She was a bit more secretive with her phone, which made me curious. I did it for the same reason people wish they had mind reading powers. I searched her texts for my name. Nothing mind-blowing and it was actually very positive. I was feeling a little warm and fuzzy when I got the bright idea to search for the word sex. I wanted to see if she talked about our sex life with her friends. Maybe about what she liked the most or didn't like. Instead, I pulled up texts with a man. A friend of a friend who lived several states away. They sent each other photos and sexted. I kept scrolling up and up until I came across the nail in the coffin. It traveled to our city so they could meet up for coffee and sex. The evidence was complete as could be, sealed with a selfie of them together that he sent her. She couldn't even be bothered to delete them. I hid in the bathroom and shook like I was possessed. It felt like a nightmare and part of me still hasn't accepted it. So began the worst 36 hours of my life so far. I couldn't confront her without causing a scene at my dear friend's wedding, so I pretended that everything is normal. Not very well, like... Did have a couple of nausea spells I had to explain away. I've been doing the hugging, kissing, laughing and I love yous all day while we've been trying to have fun at this wedding celebration. I feel like I'm dying. I keep playing the text over in my head and running through what I'm going to say to her the second we get home. I thought about staying in the relationship, partially to avoid the total embarrassment of being that person who cancelled a wedding last minute 
but I realized I'd be setting my life up for failure if I did. There are several things looking back that are red flags, namely the timeline of when she ended her last relationship before starting us. She swears she broke it off with her old girlfriend before we started dating. Old girlfriend had a different story that I brushed off when my fiance insisted that she was insane. The old girlfriend does have issues, but I think she may have been telling the truth about this one. I think my fiance is a serial cheater. I hope I have the strength to make it through tomorrow and the 10 hour trip home, as well as to do what needs to be done. Best part is, as we work together at the same small company and just bought a house together. Unraveling this will be difficult. Now, firstly, I gotta say, I'm extremely sorry that you're going through that. Imagine finding out someone that you love, someone that you trusted has hurt you in this way. And there isn't really much advice that anyone can give because, you know, you discovered it. It's concrete. You got picture evidence of it, basically. So the only thing that really pops into my head, and I imagine a lot of comments will say, is having your, your ducks all in a row and and not allowing her to manipulate her way out of it, tell other people stories like like it sounds like she did in her last relationship when she told you that, you know, she's insane, so don't don't listen to her. If you reveal this too early without other people knowing, is she just going to tell, you know, your colleagues at work this and things like that? That's what that would be one of my worries, I think. Among Jack Drowning says, I seriously hope you screenshotted all this and sent it to yourself. I would have the hotel print it all and I would take them all over the room and surprise her, but I'm a bitch. But I honestly hope you sent yourself copies of the text so you can legally recoup any financial losses from your wedding. I'm so sorry you're going through this. You don't deserve it and you are an exceptional friend to the couple getting married. Hugs, my darling. And Opie says, thank you, kind stranger. The kicker is the 10-hour trip is in the car with the newly married couple. We traveled with them to help and, of course, give moral support. They will be singing and celebrating. I'll probably be in the back with a sick bag. Parker Lady says it's amazing you managed to keep it together as long as you did. Breathe. It will get easier with time. Make your plan to break up. It sounds like you already know that it's inevitable. You can't trust her at all. You're not married yet. You dodged a miserable potential legal mess bled of divorce. Confront her as soon as you're able and cut your losses. You deserve and will find someone better. Hugs. So there was a lot of supportive comments towards OP and then OP updates and says, firstly, thank you all for your supportive comments. I read them over and over during our trip. They really did give me the strength and clarity of mind to do what was right for me in this heartbreaking situation. The saga continues with my life looking like a shitty movie with nothing going as I thought it would. We started the drive home Sunday morning with the newlyweds, stopping partway for brunch with the bride's family. At this point, my fiancé had sensed that something was wrong and is getting anxious about why I was being distant. It all blew up when I, stupidly, left my phone on the table and walked away for a moment while we were waiting for food. She tried to access my phone for some reason. I don't think it was nefarious. She was right in front of the groom and may have wanted to take silly photos on my phone. In a previous comment, I mentioned that I changed my password to protect the evidence I had. Well, she did not appreciate that. Not at all. She immediately spiraled into a panic attack when I wouldn't tell her why I changed the password. She said, you've been acting weird and you never change your password. Without a hint of irony, are you talking to someone? Was also asked. This was all in front of the groom. I desperately tried to play it off as I was protecting my Christmas present ideas. Normally, we allow each other to be secretive with our phones around Christmas. She didn't buy it. I tried to play it cool for the couple and family, but she began texting me, 
begging me to talk to her right that moment. Then she began crying. I figured this couldn't get any more awkward, so I beckoned her outside. She tearfully asked, did I do something wrong? Dear Reddit, the amount of relief I felt when I said, I know what you did, I know about his name, is indescribable. Part of me was happy despite the situation, just from the relief of not hiding this knowledge any longer, like taking out a festering splinter. She at first acted clueless. That quickly became, he's just a friend. Then, we didn't do anything, too. We only kissed and texted. And it wasn't cheating. She denies even now any sexual contact other than kissing. All excuses devolved into repeated begging for me to stay and get married to her. She didn't even say, I'm sorry, until I pointed out that she hadn't even apologized in between excuses. I truly do not know this individual. You don't have to believe me, but I literally had some of your words ringing in my ears while she spoke. I held strong on us separating and cancelling the wedding. I finally got her back into the restaurant on threat of embarrassing her in front of all these people if we didn't return to our friends. Not proud of that verbiage, but she was refusing to leave the parking lot to go back inside. I quickly ate my cold brunch and she stared at hers, shell shock. By this point, it's painfully obvious to everyone around that something is very wrong. I reassured our friends multiple times that we're okay and the situation has nothing to do with anything they did. I'll tell you more later, but let's just get home for now. I didn't want to tell them the truth right then and subject us all to a long car ride with that knowledge hanging in the air. In an incredible twist of fate, I spent the 10 hour car ride singing and making conversation and she spends it on the verge of tears and car sick, dry heaving into a sick bag, trying to act normal for our friends. I must have seemed like a psychopath. I was so lighthearted from finally getting the weight off my chest. The groom, bless his heart, tried to bring up our wedding plans multiple times and I redirected with jokes or anecdotes from their wedding. Side note, did you know that 99% of road trip songs are about romance and or breakups? We listened to Adele's Hello from the other side twice, once belted by the bride and once by the groom. Get me out of this cliche nightmare. We make it home and the fun only just begins. I did text the couple to apologize for our weird behavior and inform them about the cheating and canceled wedding. They've responded with messages of support and understanding. The details are already hazy, but I essentially repeated in no uncertain terms that we are no longer together. The wedding is canceled and she'll be sleeping on the couch and I expect her to move out. She became completely hysterical following me around the house and trying to hug me and repeating phrases such as, we can fight for this together and I love you, say it back. I'm sad to say things took a very dark turn. She was constantly making threats of self-harm, how she wished to die. In addition to the normal kitchen knives, I have also an extensive knife collection and several firearms. I asked her point blank multiple times if she intends to hurt herself and she responds with, I can do what I want and you don't care anyway. She watches me clear my firearms so she can't use them and says, you don't think I'll find another way? I let her out of my sight for a moment. She goes to my knife collection drawer and takes one I gifted her years ago. A small folding pocket knife. She's crying out that it's hers and I can't take it. She can do what she wants with it. I try to wrestle it away for her and she won't give it up. I gave her an ultimatum. Give up the knife or I'll call the police. She refused and I call her bluff and 911 using Siri. The moment I dialed 911, the change was immediate. We have a friend who was Baker acted and my fiance is terrified by their stories. She immediately gave up the knife 
apologized and calmly sat on the couch. She claimed she lost herself in the moment then regained control. In her defense, she was having a visible panic attack. The police were incredibly kind and professional. They eventually decided to not BA her since she was now calm and said she was not planning to harm herself. I actually agreed that this was the right call. I think seeing the police was enough to tether her back to reality. OP continued their post in the comments and said, after the police left, we spoke for a few more minutes peacefully. She admitted that she made a mistake and was remorseful, but desperately wants to rebuild. I've held firm. I cannot live my life watching her like a prison guard, even if she's willing to do anything to prove I can trust her. There's two sides to every story. She said she did not feel loved by me at the time and I can be cold. This is true. We've had real issues in the past with me not providing enough physical affection. Our love languages are very different. She admits the last few months have been wonderful, but a year ago, she just wanted to feel sexy and loved, which is why she messaged him. My problem is that this is the same time period that we seriously discussed marriage and I proposed. She continued to text inappropriately with him after the engagement. If she did not feel loved by me during what should have been the peak of our relationship, I have nothing left to offer her. How could I trust that she will stay by with me in the truly difficult times? I've given all of myself and it wasn't enough. Apologies for the novel and thank you for the support. As I lay here alone in our bed, I do have hope for a brighter future, mostly due to all of you. And you know, I couldn't see this ending any other way. There's no way you could get back with someone who, who's gone through that. The partner went through several things, like when she tried to look on her phone and then was suspicious about why she locked it, almost like accusing her of who you talking to kind of thing. And we see that a lot in cheater stories that they always accuse the other person of cheating due to their own guilt, etc. And then she went down this trickle-truthing path, you know, I wasn't really cheating, it was only just a kiss, it was only a hug, stuff like that. Until finally the truth comes out and you get no apologies, you just get excuses. I only did this because you wasn't giving me enough physical affection. Like that's an excuse to go out there and just cheat on your partner because of it. And not discuss it. You know, you just can't come back from that, can you? But what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And let's move on to another story. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And our next story is coming from the Am I the Arsehole subreddit from Scars and Strips who says, Am I the Arsehole for telling husband I didn't want to use the bath mats his parents gave us 10 years ago anymore. Am I the arsehole for telling my husband the bath mats his parents gave us weren't my style? We recently renovated our bathrooms and I thought the bath mats needed an upgrade to match. My husband was really, really upset and said, what's wrong with the old mats? I responded that they are 10 years old and furthermore, I didn't even pick them out. They were a gift from his parents. He was livid and said that I was being super rude and offensive and that he was going to give them back to his parents saying, I'm ungrateful. Then he started to berate my parents saying that he's going to tell them how much he doesn't like their gifts. I was caught off guard because I really didn't mean to insult his parents. I was simply making the point that they weren't something I'd picked out. 
Plus, that was four bathrooms ago, and they don't match our current place, even putting aside the fact that they're 10 years old. He's been giving me the silent treatment since then, last night, and told me to do the kids' drop-offs and pickups myself this week. He also angrily tossed and turned yesterday, shouting that he's so mad he can't sleep. I tried to be calm and said I apologized and didn't mean any insults and that I'm still learning his trigger points. And can he please consider that he misinterpreted? He got even more mad and told me to get off my high horse. Is this a gross overreaction or was my comment really offensive? For context, he is very frugal and doesn't like to spend money on anything, so sometimes I will just make purchases anyway if I think it's too much and worth the argument after. Opie adds a comment with a little bit more information below that says, appreciate your comments and concern everyone. I didn't mean to mislead folks. We received the bath mats 10 years ago, but didn't use them for all 10 years. Mostly they sat in our linen closet until this year, but I wanted to change them out and keep them as backups. But as people said, it's not about the bath mats. He has no attachment to them and probably didn't even know where we got them if I didn't say so. At this point, I suppose I use this thread as validation. I'm not going crazy. We've been to counseling several times, so I'm bracing myself to take the next steps. And I was thinking to myself before I spotted OP's extra information there, you know, this is not about the bath mats, is it? This is about something more. And, you know, nothing what you said was insulting at all. I totally understand where you're coming from. And the fact that you have to sneak around to make purchases for your house to, you know, upgrade your bathroom if you like to, to get new items for, for your house. And then he's winding himself up so badly and he's tossing and turning and says, oh, he's so mad that he can't sleep is really concerning. But B. Jane says, I mean, honey, the bath mats are the absolute least of your concerns, like dead bottom of the list. Maybe send both the man and the bath mats back to his parents' house. Hoping this is fake, but just in case it's not, you are not the arsehole, and are also an emotionally abusive marriage. Opie said they wish it was fake, but it's one of many examples. And then there was a lot of um, comments as well that were talking about the bath mats as if they were like used for 10 years before OP gave their additional information. So now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? And let's have another cheeky little story. And our next story comes from the Am I the Arsehole subreddit from Hazard Blue who says, Am I the Arsehole for telling my wife that she is being small minded and harsh because she is interpreting my mother's words maliciously? got a bad feeling my wife who has gestational diabetes due to being pregnant we are visiting my family overseas she has specific dietary requirements to help her control her blood sugar level one such requirement is to substitute white rice with alternative rice types we come from a rice eating culture while overseas my mother is in charge of the meals and often buys and preps alternative rice for her during a meal today this conversation came up Mum says, I usually just buy half a kilo of alt rice. Sister says, half a kilo is a lot, but then I guess everyone can have it at the same time. Mum says, yeah, that means I don't have to specifically cook rice for someone. My wife took offense to this and thinks my mother is having a go at her. I'm obviously thinking my mother just means it's easier to have everyone eat the same rice, rather than having to cook for any specific reason. We had an argument over this where I ended up calling my wife, amongst other things, small-minded, have no ability to let things slide, hates my mother so interprets things in the most malicious way possible. They previously had beef. 
Am I the asshole here or is my wife extra sensitive, maybe due to being pregnant? For additional context, my mother is aware of my wife's condition and also aware that she needs alt rice. For about a week, she'd provide alt rice on and off, add small bits of sugar into my wife's porridge for breakfast and once bought alt rice but paired with something really bad for her condition, which all leads my wife into thinking that my mother is intentionally sabotaging her diet. I of course think these actions can be considered dumb, but hardly malicious. I think my mother wouldn't intentionally harm her, if only because it had also harmed the baby. Another point of frustration is that once I told my mother is provide oat rice every meal and stop sneaking sugar. She immediately rectified these issues. My wife's blood sugar is well managed now, which my wife thinks it proves my, my mother's maliciousness as it wasn't hard to do. Why didn't she do it beforehand? We are both very frustrated. Please give your opinion. Maybe it's my fault for not stressing the dietary requirements hard enough. And we'll start off with Muddy Ma who says, I don't know if your mother is malicious or just very ignorant, but sneaking sugar in is definitely wrong. What does your wife's actions have to do with being small-minded? Is it small-minded to want to protect your health and that of your child? Did your wife overreact? Possibly, but it actually sounds like she is fed up with not having a health your priority over your mum's careless actions and excuses. If I had a health issue, I wouldn't eat your mum's food. I wouldn't trust it. Avocado says, not the arsehole. I don't think your mum meant anything other than it's easier if everyone eats the same. Your wife is reaching. V. Suzanne says, you're the arsehole. That's not even what small-minded means. Why would you call her that? And gestational means in relation to pregnancy. I can't tell if your mother's comment was supposed to be sarcastic or not, but putting sugar in a diabetic's food is bad. Maybe your mum's just an idiot, but your wife had every right to be concerned. Rivka says, I honestly do not see how anyone could take offense to what your mother said, even if she was referring to your wife. So what? With the sugar incident, the fact that your mother stopped as soon as you talked to her indicates that it was an innocent mistake. I don't understand why your wife would think her stopping is evidence it was malicious. It's evidence of the opposite, not the arsehole. Anime and Beauty says you're the arsehole, and I do actually think that some of what your mum has done is malicious, like she added sugar to her food. Actually, you said she was sneaking sugar into her food, so she knows it's bad. Sorry, mummy's boy. Do better by your pregnant wife. Judging a-hole says info and then asks about the porridge sugar and says, was this like a big batch of porridge made for everyone that she put sugar in? Or was it specifically for your wife and she put sugar in it? Opie says, hey, I say porridge because I think translating the actual food sounds like, but it's bird's nest slash swallow's nest. It naturally has no taste. My mother's excuse was that she put two cubes of sugar to make the taste better and easier to choke down. It was specifically for my wife. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Now just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much for being involved and hopefully I'll see you in the next one. Take care and much love.